Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. I find it amazing that God gives both the seed and the bread. He gives the seed and then the bread to eat. That's just, that just blows my mind. And uh, when you hear today's word, it's going to make, um, make a lot more sense. But uh, anyway, bonjour. Bonjour. Ohayo gozaimasu. Buenos dias. Buongiorno. Guten Morgen. Good morning. Turn to somebody and say, good morning. It is a good morning because we get to be in the house of the Lord together as a family. And what a privilege to gather to learn the word of God together, right? What a privilege for me to share it. I will invite you as usual. You can follow along the outline of today's message through the Bible app. Or if you prefer, grab a printed outline in the back. As we can twenty, uh, as we can twenty. Slow down, Hunter. As we continue 2022's theme, every word. Come on, who knows our memory verse? Who can say it? All right, take it off the screen for me for just a second. Who can say it without looking? No, no, no. I mean like in the microphone. Somebody run up here and tell me without looking. Ready? Okay. All right. All right. Christian's ready. All right. Say it. People do not live by bread alone, but by every word that is breathed from the mouth of God. Matthew 4.4. 4. That's ESV version. Oh, oh, oh. In Espanol? Uh, la gente no vive solo de pan, sino de la cabla palabra de la boca de Dios. Oh! <laughs> Pretty good. All right, let's get it back up there. Let's get it back up there. Very good, Christian. Come on, Matthew 4, 4 says, let's say it all together. People do not live by bread alone, but by. Y en español, la gente no vive solo de pan, sino de. Very, very good. All right, and our commitment this year is that we are going to read every word of God together in 2022. Vamos a. That last one was a little bit jumbled, but that's all right. Speaking of our one-year Bible plan, many of you are reading the one-year Bible. We're reading it all together. Um, the, the, the scriptures we're going to be looking at today, we just read them. We literally just read them this week, so it's going to be fresh. So let's jump right in. First, Romans 1, 16 and 17, we've been reading this, and we're going to proclaim it again. For I am not ashamed of the good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work. What is the power of God at work? The good news, right? Saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by? From start to finish by? Faith. As the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. And we've been learning that we need faith, not just to get started, but to take us all the way to the finish line, right? To walk with Jesus doesn't just start with faith. 
It continues with faith. And the only way to make it to all the way to the end is by faith. And every step of the way we need, come on, start to finish by, we live by faith. Very good. Why? Why is it that we need faith from start to finish? I mean, we've been learning it pretty much all year long. And we've been really focusing on it the past few weeks again. Why is it that from start to finish, what we need, what we need is faith? Why? Well, I hear a lot of good answers out there. Hold on, I'll tell you in just a minute why. We've been learning a lot this year about how faith works and stretching our faith. Right? We took literally like four whole months to learn how faith works. And it works how? WASC, right? Don't worry if you didn't get that. <laughs> In the past several weeks, we've been learning about stretching our faith, right? And to wrap it up today, I want us to learn about the real power of all this faith stuff. Because, believe it or not, this is not, not about the power of faith. In fact, you ready for this one? Your faith is not powerful. I didn't get any amens. My faith is not powerful. Our faith makes nothing. Mine's not powerful. Yours isn't powerful. Mine makes nothing. Yours makes nothing. Be encouraged. Goodbye. <laughs> See you next week. JK. Y'all folks got faith in all kinds of stuff, right? Not everybody's faith is biblical faith, right? We learned biblical faith, right? Again, I, I'm not going to take time to do a big review, but we've been learning what biblical faith looks like. Biblical faith is based on first on the, the will of God, right? We don't just have faith for anything. Biblical faith is based on the will of God. And when we learn the will of God, we have to... Ask him for it. And when we ask him for his will, then we have to seek, which means to go look for it, right? Okay? And when we find it, we find the answer, we've got to knock, which means we have to be persistent in it, right? Biblical faith. But, you know, maybe I'm the only one, but have you ever had faith and nothing happened? And maybe it was incorrect faith. Maybe it was even correct faith. I mean, biblical faith. But have you ever, quote, unquote, had faith and it just seemed like nothing happened? Have you ever had faith and something happened? Oh, yes. 
Well, I have too. And when nothing happens, does that mean my faith wasn't powerful? When something does happen, does that mean my faith was powerful? Liz is sitting there saying, I don't know anymore. (laughs) Take a deep breath. Look at me. Faith itself is not powerful. Because people have all kinds of faith. Faith itself, by itself, is not powerful. But faith does access something very powerful. Wait, what? So why all this faith stuff? If faith isn't even powerful, why have we been learning how faith works? And why have we been talking all about stretching our faith and doing all this stretching? Why? Where does the power of biblical faith lie? Now, I've asked the team not to put the title on the screen just yet. Just a reminder there. If you looked at the printout or following the online outline, you already cheated. But faith itself really has no power. So where's the power? I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to show you. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10, reading from the ESV today. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that's now at work, and the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. Anybody glad you're not there anymore? And if you still are, you can come out today. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By? By? By what? By grace, you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Come on, I want us to read the next sentence together. For by grace, you have been saved through faith. All right, pause. We're going to keep going. By, let's go back, sorry. By, you have been saved through 
by, by, by grace you have been saved through faith. Through faith. And this is not your own doing. You didn't do that. I didn't do that. It didn't even come from us. It's a gift of God, not the result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Come on, let's go back two slides. One more. By, through, by grace, through faith. By grace, through faith. My faith does not save me. Grace does. Your faith cannot save you. Grace does. Grace can. Thank God. Thank God that it's not my faith that saves me. That it is his grace that saves me. Because my faith, I don't know about yours, but my faith is incomplete and imperfect. But his grace is complete and it is perfect. We are not saved by faith. We are saved by grace. Faith simply gives us access to grace. Faith simply gives us access to God's grace, and then grace saves us. I was thinking about it like this the other day. By the chef through money. Okay? When I go to a restaurant and enjoy a delicious meal... My money doesn't make anything. My money doesn't make the meal. The chef makes the meal. My money just gives me access to it. Our faith doesn't really make anything. It just gives us access to everything. That's called grace. Come on, say grace. grace. Now, grace is a really big word, y'all. And it would take, literally, we could do a whole year theme on grace and teach the whole year about grace. Maybe we'll do that sometime. Okay? Grace has so many implications, right? And a lot of times people say grace, oh, it's the grace of God. And they don't even know what they're talking about. I don't have an understanding. Like, it's, oh, it's just by God's, you know, like I... 
I know I shouldn't have done that, but you know, by God's grace. I don't think you know what grace is. That sounds greasy to me. It's important to learn what grace really is, right? I mean, because, like, it's kind of a big deal. It's what saves us. How many want to be saved? Yeah. So, would we agree that understanding grace is kind of a big deal? All right, maybe you're not ready for this, but, but if you're ready, I want you to say this. My faith is not powerful. My faith makes nothing. Grace is powerful. Grace makes everything. Let's talk a little bit about grace, okay? I'm going to give you just two sort of practical implications here. Grace is special privilege, and grace is special power. Now, grace is very big, and grace is a lot. But very practically speaking, how it operates in our life is like this. Grace is special privilege, and it's special power. I like to say it like this. Grace is a relationship of special privilege. Grace is a special relationship with God that puts us in a place of privilege with God. Grace is a special relationship with God in which we get to experience his goodness and his kindness, undeserved. It's not that he's good to us and kind to us because we've earned it and we deserve it. No, grace is that thing that puts me into a special relationship with God where I get to experience God's privileges. Yes? Those of you that have children know your children don't always deserve everything we give them, right? But because there are children, they have the privilege of that relationship that causes them to experience our kindness and our goodness and our generosity and our patience. And food. And shelter. And patience. Loving kindness and care. And cleaning up, throw up in the middle of the night. And changing blowout diapers. And Enduring annoyance. Daddy, 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 daddy. If you know, you know. Okay. The grace, because we have grace for them, they have the privilege of experiencing all of our kindness because of the relationship we have. Because there are children. Are we seeing this? Grace is a relationship of special privilege. We have a special relationship with God in which we get to, not because we deserve it, not because we've, we've earned it, but because we are his children, we get to experience his kindness and his goodness and his generosity and his love. Amen? But grace is also special power. And I will say it like this. Grace is a relationship of special power. Grace is literally God's power in me. God's power at work 
in me. It's special power. More on that in just a minute. I just want to say this. Only God can give grace. And only I can have faith. I don't have any grace and neither do you. But what you can have is faith. God will not have faith for us. <laughs> the Bible says we've been given the measure of faith. Not a measure of faith, the measure of faith. Which means all of us, all of us, by his mercy and grace, have been given the ability to have faith in him. Okay? We've all been given the measure of faith. But we have to have it. We have to walk in it. And I cannot provide grace for myself. Only God gives grace. And he loves to. He is gracious. He is gracious. But only we can have faith. Come on. Our part to play is faith, and God's part to play is grace, right? So how does it work? Faith gives me access to God's grace, and grace does everything. <laughs> faith gives us access to God's grace, and grace accomplishes everything. One of the faith teachers I, I, I like listening to and have learned a lot from, he says it like this. Faith takes what grace makes. Faith takes what grace makes. Our faith doesn't make anything. God's grace makes everything. Our faith just puts us in the position to take it for ourselves. By our faith, we can take everything that grace makes. Come on, let's say it. Faith takes what grace makes. I want us to take a look at my absolute favorite grace scripture. It's Philippians 2.13. And I'm going to read it in one, two, three. And then maybe four different translations because I really want to get this in us today, okay? It's a very short verse. Are we ready? This is literally the definition of grace, like a practical definition of grace. Ready? This is, we'll start with the King, uh, King James Version. For it is God which worketh in you both to and to, both to and to, both to and to, of his good pleasure. Oh, it's about his good pleasure. ESV. For it is God who works where? Where does he work? In me, in you, to bo both to and to will and work for his good pleasure. New living. For it is God, it is who? For, I'm sorry, for God is, who is? Who, who's doing it? Working where? Say, in me. Listen, the grace of God isn't just out there floating around somewhere. It's working where? 
in you, in me, giving you the and the the desire and the power to do what pleases him. To will and to do. To will and to work. The desire and the power. Come on, everybody, say, to will and to do. To will and to work. The desire and the power. The seed and the bread. Wow. It looks like we're right back at the beginning of faith. Seems like it's all about his will. Faith is all about what pleases God, right? Doing and experiencing all that pleases him. We call that his his will. And how does grace work? He puts his will in me and then works it through me. You mean um, those good results weren't me and my powerful faith? Man of faith and power, good behavior and good intentions and my nobility and intelligence, my uprightness and integrity. That's why I was able to accomplish that. Wait, 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 you mean it wasn't me? No. <laughs> Come on, just go ahead and turn to somebody and say, it wasn't. Come on, say this with me. He puts his will in me and then works it through me. Even the desire to do God's will came from him. We call that grace. And then what got accomplished, where did it come from? From him. What do we call that? Gracie, that's why no one can boast. Even to want to please God came from God. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, you've received Jesus Christ as Lord, you know what did that? Grace. The Holy Spirit went, believe in Jesus. Now, you had to say yes. The Holy Spirit touched your heart with grace and moved your heart to believe. And you had to believe. We had to make the decision. We had to say the yes, right? What do we call that? Faith. But it started with him. Next time you find yourself just really wanting to do what's right, just stop and go, oh, that's you. <laughs> Even the desire to do his will comes from him. 
And with that desire also comes the power to get it done. We call that grace. See, by the Holy Spirit, God writes his desires on our heart and in our mind. And then he fills us with the power to carry them out. To live according to his ways and his desires. Anybody know what that's called? It's the new covenant of grace. The old covenant was follow the law. Oops. You can't. I know you can't. That's why I gave it, to show you you can't. It's not about you. It doesn't come from you. But the new covenant is since you can't, I'm going to write in your heart and in your mind what I desire. I'm going to even give you the desire. Grace. Jesus Christ, the living word of God, full of grace and truth. When we come to Jesus, we receive the desire, right? If you're wondering where those scriptures are about the new covenant, where he writes his will in our heart and mind, look up Jeremiah 31 and Hebrews 10. Write it down. Look it up later. And I was thinking about how this all works. And just talking to Liz about it, I'm going to ask if, if Pastor Liz would just come up here just one minute, one more time. We were thinking about our kids, and uh, she... she she, she had something I thought was pretty cute. Speaking of, uh, he was asking me for an example. And I thought about this um, when my kids were a lot smaller. Um, you know, birthdays is a big deal in my house, and I love birthdays. So I need to install in them the birthdays are special. And so when they were a lot, like, smaller, like I said, not now, so don't go and ask because it doesn't happen now. Um, when it was going to be my birthday, you know, kids, when they're small, they're not, they're, they don't realize birthdays, right? So I'll be like, guys, guess whose birthday it's going to be, you know? It's my, my birthday. It's going to be my birthday. And they're like, oh, it's going to be your birthday. Yes, it's going to be my birthday. And then uh, they were excited and happy that, they, that it was going to be my birthday. And then I would be like, do you have a gift for mom? And they're like, no. <gasps> But they will be like, kind of like, no, I don't. You know, like feeling a little, okay, how about? And you know, I know something that they can give me, right? I'm not going to ask them, well, I want these shoes and I want this. So it's like, how about you <laughs> go tell your dad? Just kidding. Um, no, just kidding. <laughs> no. Then I'll be like, how about you write me a card, a birthday card? That'll be so good. And they'll be like, yes, a birthday card. And then I'll be like, how about you use this paper? <laughs> there pa there's paper here and, and colors and crayons. And you can even use sparkly markers. And they're like, oh, yes. You know, so they start doing it. And like, how about we do it now? There's time right now. Should do it right now. I'm going to leave so I don't see it, okay? So I will, I will leave and they'll be like, I don't know what to draw. And I'll be like, what does mom like? 
how about cake, a chocolate cake, or this or that, you know? So then they will make it, put it in an envelope, and it's like, there are envelopes there. You can also draw the name in the envelope to know who, and then they would do all of that. And then when I would be in, in our birthday family dinner or whatever, uh, Andrew would be like, the, the kids have a gift for you. And I'll be like, they have a gift for me? <laughs> And so I would open the card, and I'll be, like, so surprised, like, I've never seen it. <gasps> wow, this card is so, did you do this for me? You are so generous. Thank you. This is my favorite card, and I will put it in the fridge. And every time people would come, they'll be like, wow, Anna made you that card? Oliver made you, Anna and Oliver, you guys are so sweet. So there you go. She give them the idea. And then the resource is to do something that pleases her. And God is even way better than moms. He gives us the idea for what will please him. And then he gives us the resources to get it done. We call that grace. Grace. Still not sure? Still not 100% sure? Let's read it one more time, this time in the Amplified. For it is not your strength, but it is God who is effectively at work in you, both to will and to work. That is strengthening, energizing, and creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose for his good pleasure. Hallelujah for grace. Man, I don't know about you, but that keeps me humble. That keeps me humble. I don't... He really is everything. It keeps me humble because it's not us it's God that's why again there's no room for boasting even the greatest thing you've ever accomplished for his glory guess where the idea came from guess where the power came to do it from God glory to God but that keeps me humble because I realize it's not about me it never it didn't come from me and what ends up coming through me didn't come from me either he just used me. All it took was my faith. James 4, 6 says this in New King James, but he gives, or he, uh, other translations say he is generous with. He generously gives more what? More what? Whew. From faith to faith, right? From faith to faith takes us from grace to grace. We don't just, we need faith from start to finish because in reality, what we need from start to finish is grace. Faith just gives us access to the powerful thing that grace is. And that keeps me humble. He generously gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the who? To the humble. The thing is that humility keeps us in faith. Why? Because humility keeps me looking to, listening to, depending on 
God and not myself. That's called humility. I look to him. I listen to him. I wait on him. I depend on him. I lean on him and not myself. Humility. And because I'm depending on him, I hear him tell me his will. And what process starts? We ask faith, right? Humility keeps us in faith. And faith keeps us in grace. (laughs) My faith isn't powerful. My faith isn't where the power lies. God's grace is. Faith takes what grace makes. God's grace is making all sorts of stuff all the time for his children. Undeserved, unmerited. He's constantly making privileges, constantly providing power. And the way we take it is by our faith. Faith gives me access to God's grace. This is how it works. Ready? Glory. Is this helping anybody today? Ready? I want us to say it together. I'm going to put it on the, going to put it on the screen for us. We're going to say it together. Ready? I stay humble. I walk in faith. Grace gets the job done. God gets the glory. Our job is to stay humble and walk in faith. Grace will get the job done, and God will get all the glory. Amen? Amen. Just as we get ready to close today, I want to ask just for the next two or three minutes, if we could, out of reverence for the presence of God and respect for one another, not get up and move around or go in and out, just for two minutes, okay? Have you, this is very important for some people today, Have you received God's grace by faith? Because grace is available, but only by faith we receive it. You have to believe it. You have to respond. We have to receive it. The gospel of Jesus Christ, right? We are saved by his grace through our faith. We have to have faith in his grace. And grace saves us. Just for a moment, would you mind if everyone could just bow your head and close your eyes. This could be a very important moment for some people in the room today. Have you received God's grace through faith? Have you been saved? 
Has God's grace saved you? You say, well, how will I know? I'll tell you how you know. Just listen with your eyes closed for just a moment. I want you to take a good look inside. How will you know if you've been saved? The grace of God will have given you the desire to repent of your sins. To turn away from sin and to turn to God. And then your faith responds, yes, I repent of my sins. I turn away from sin and I turn to God. How will you know? The grace of God will tell you on the inside, Jesus died for you. Jesus paid the price for your sins. Jesus died to give you new life. The grace of God has told you that. And then by his grace, your faith has responded, I believe and I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I put my faith in him. If we put our faith in Jesus and what he did on the cross and that he's risen from the dead, his grace saves us from our sins, redeems us, gives us a new life, gives us eternal life. His power enters into our spirit and into our soul and transforms us into new people. That's called being born again. And it happens by God's power working on the inside of us. Our part is to simply respond with faith. Yes, I believe and I receive. And just very quickly, again, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I just would like to know if anybody today needs to make that move, needs to respond to His grace with your faith. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really believe God spoke to you through his word today and is moving in your life. If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.